0: Welcome to the Persuasion Lab Podcast. I'm Martin Medeiros, Expert Negotiator. Unfortunately, the world isn't made to your specifications in all ways at all times, which means you need to be able to communicate your wants and needs so you can get them met. I'm here to teach you the tools and strategies so that you can do exactly that. Stay tuned after the episode for more information about the fully outfitted Digital Persuasion Lab or head over to thepersuasionlab.com to get started. On this week's Persuasion Lab, whether you are selling a house or a hamster, pricing matters. In this week's episode, we'll review the research on pricing psychology on am going to present six different considerations when you're talking about pricing your services or your goods. So let's get started. The first consideration I want you to do is actually say the price. How it sounds is very important and this is based on some research I found in the Journal of Cognition and the author Stanislas Dehane provides a tutorial introduction into this area of numerical cognition and reviews his hypothesis that cognitive arithmetic and numerical abilities actually has a linguistic component. In other words, if we can say it, we can understand it better. So his conclusion to his research uh, indicates that uh, when we speak a number, we will perceive that number larger or smaller. For example, if I say $650,000, that will sound smaller to me than if I said $650,066.98, so fewer syllables in this case imply lower price. More syllables would apply higher price, and this Research actually um, was built on the Dehane's research in the Journal of Consumer Psychology as well, which basically states that uh, how we interpret or mentally encode prices is a factor of uh, a number of things. One, visually how we see it, and we're going to talk about that in some of the considerations in this episode. Secondly... Uh, how we speak it verbally, and that's the Dahani research. Also, uh, researchers uh, Coulter, Choi, and Monroe basically talk about how we represent auditorily our prices and how we say them. And um, we have the visual, we have verbal, and we also have analog based on relative size. Larger things we perceive that we're getting in more. And if you've ever been to this store, you see these boxes, you know, big cardboard boxes, you open it up and there's a tiny little bottle of something. That's to show value, because if we had very small packaging, uh, psychologically we think of very small value, which of course isn't true. Um, just buy some saffron, for example. Uh, so this the way we encode things, which is how our brain interprets things, is oral, it's visual, A uh, you know, ear, A-U-R-A-L. It's visual, what we see with our eyes, and it's how we perceive the, the magnitude of the size as well. So, this adds to earlier research, and once again, conveys this concept of, if you wanna convey small price, fewer syllables, larger price more syllables what we say orally helps us encode so that's consideration one consideration two has a lot to do with uh humans and pattern recognition and this is the famous you know do you put nines at the end of something uh, in in pricing and this has to do with how uh, the research I'm going to cite has to do with conversion rates with online sales. So uh, there's lots of online retailers who've actually looked at the data. And there have been some researches as well. Um, we're going to call this the, I guess they call it the left digit bias. So this is researchers Thomas and Morwitz the, in the Journal of Consumer Research, where they say, essentially, uh, when people see nines in the price they may interpret thing as a lower price but it's not the nine it's actually the left digit and that's what the thomas and morwitz research focuses on this idea of the left digit so what i'm talking about is so one cent difference between 659 and 660 is irrelevant to the pricing decision but that far left digit in the arabic numeral system uh, makes a huge difference for example five dollars to 4.99 that makes a huge sale difference Uh, monkeying with the right hand uh, digits you know 60 cents versus 59 doesn't matter it has that left hand digit that gives us a perception of Magnitude change and that makes a huge difference and the reason is Pattern recognition pattern recognition is a big part of negotiation and our bias and I'll give you a a kind of an off point but funny story here, so I was in the Oregon coast this week and I saw a uh, owner of a dog walking the dog and that old uh, you know Saying that old saying about people look like their dogs was so true. So I saw a very tall and thin woman with a dog on a leash. It was a beautiful Afghan dog, uh, had the similar long wavy hair as she did. And this is an old tale, but this talks about pattern recognition. Why do owners of dogs find dogs that kind of may look a little bit like them? It's because pattern recognition, they're used to a pattern, namely what they see in the mirror every morning, and you may choose a dog, either a rescue dog or a purebred, whatever, uh, that kind of looks like you because you feel familiar with that pattern. And this is true in pricing. And looking at Thomas and Morwitz's research, explain that when evaluating this 299, the magnitude encoding process starts as soon as our eyes encounters the digit 2 so that's a pattern we recognize. We're always looking for patterns. And we'll focus on that. Even though $2.99 is essentially $3, we will look at the two. We won't look at the 99 part. And we look at patterns at anchor. One anchor is how we look at ourselves. Another anchor is are you, you know, from my tribe? Do you dress like me? Are you in the social economic? So a lot of negotiations about pattern recognition and how humans really look at patterns. And if you're trying to influence and persuade, uh, we talk about mirroring and matching. So that's why this jag I'm on lately in my research about uh, pattern recognition really drives a lot of um, how we, we react. So let's kind of shift it back to more of the numerical research <clears throat> and this uh, next consideration has to do with uh, magnitude size the effects of mag- magnitude um, in price perception so how big a number is looks is very visual and these uh, researchers uh, uh, it's a uh, Keith and Robin Coulter. I do not know the relationship, but they're at the University of Connecticut. And Clark, they talk about omitting uh, long, drawn-out things, uh, commas, and other that make numbers look big. For example, a comma will make the number larger if you omit it. There's other research that says dollar signs, too, make numbers look bigger. So if you're trying to convince um, or persuade someone with a big number, you would put the dollar sign and the comma. If you want that number to be smaller, to be perceived smaller, in this numerical cognition uh, theme, uh, you would omit the dollar sign and the comma. The next consideration is this idea of uh Slicing things up. If you're a subscriber to the Persuasion Lab, we talk about the bagatelle, which is to disaggregate pricing. So, e-tailers, service providers, uh, slicing up the offering presents a cognitive lever of people to focus on the base. And you see this in car sales. How much does it cost to cost this? well, the mats are extra, you know, or, well, a lot of times they'll say, this is extra uh, th- fraud detection or theft detection is extra. Yeah, they have a big list of things that add up on the price, and they say, well, I'll throw in the mats for free, which is reciprocity. <laughs> They're giving you something free, even though they've, they they focus you on the base cost. And this is very common. So uh, pricing models often disaggregate so uh, researchers Morwitz, Greenleaf and Johnson talk about partitioned pricing, partition pricing, which is this disaggregation. And these are university, uh, Columbia University researchers and their article Divide and Prosper talks about how people perceive price. And when you uh, have actually shipping separately and other things, it actually helps uh, people make purchase decisions. And you can see where if you want to differentiate yourself and have shipping included, uh, that can be a big differentiator, especially with large online retailers. So um, this idea of disaggregation for more complex, less commodity-based buying is probably something that we find more persuasive because we can assign value to those individual disaggregated um, components. Uh, The next consideration I want to talk about is this idea of financing, uh, payment disaggregation, breaking up payments uh, so people can pay it out. Obviously, that's an economic necessity. We generally don't have the money it takes to pay a house down, so we have a mortgage and pay it over time. Pretty typical. There's another type of pricing disaggregation is when you back it up, when you uh, hear this all the time. This only costs, you know, the cost of a cup of coffee a day and you can have this policy or whatever. So that type of disaggregation works in financing and in presenting large prices. They may be spending that money down But if you talk it in terms of how much the price per day, the price per week, month, it is much smaller. And when people have a good sense of what the value is, then that disaggregated pricing makes it easier uh, logically to make the, the purchase decision. There's a, another consideration I want to talk about is this idea of overlapping prices and price ranges. and they really impact uh, price perception. And this works for people who do not have a plan. If you go into the mount uh, marketplace without kind of a, a plan, this range theory kind of posits the idea that an individual's evaluation of a product price depends on the range of prices they've observed in the marketplace. So consumers take into consideration uh, two or more endpoints very difficult (laughs) with difficulty. In other words, we kind of know what the market rate is, but when we have ranges and overlapping ranges based on features and things, people really have confusion in determining those. And what this researcher, let's see if I pronounce his name correct. Uh, Sahey and Jay Kumar, they present this uh, these experiments they had where they illustrated how people perceive prices based on eye tracking. And illustrate that the cognitive process in evaluating overlapping price ranges um, basically made people more perceptive to uh, different outcomes. If, and I'm kind of reading this, if they didn't have a plan, so it's inhibit your you're you're able humans are. If we have overlapping price ranges, that's difficult for us to make a price consideration. For example, if I have a product with a lot of different features and I have different plans and they overlap, that decision will probably end in a no decision uh, for only people who don't have a clue and they go in the marketplace and they're more um, open to different things and However, if your buyer knows what they want, uh, they are less susceptible to price ranges. They know what they want, they kind of know the market, they'll buy it. And this, why I'm saying this in kind of a convoluted way is, uh, if you prepare for your negotiation, a lot of complex price theory, uh, a price uh, pricing by the marketplace will not phase you. You'll basically know what you want, you'll know what the value is, you'll test it in the market, and being presented with lots of price ranges and different options and different plans uh, will not persuade you from what your actual requirements are. The next con- uh, consideration I want to talk about is this idea of large prices. In this uh, article, uh, this research appeared in the Wall Street Journal for years, uh, but basically big-ticket tip ticket items should use lots of numbers. And this is the uh, Thomas Saman and Kadiali, uh research. Basically, they looked at something like uh, close to thirty thousand home transactions. You know, big ticket big ticket items is a house, and they looked at these real estate transactions. And what they found was that if you listed a house at say six hundred sixty two thousand. 978 dollars uh, versus 6500 that larger number would sell for comparable houses of course uh, because it seems more precise so uh, the the takeaway here is precision in large ticket items is important big round numbers do not end up in sales the more uh, precise, the number appears, it may not be precise. I mean, in real estate, it's real estate is hard to price sometimes because there can be a lot wrong with it, right? Yeah, you can buy a house there. You know, how much is a 25 year roof that uses 30 year shingles versus a, you know, 45 year old house that has 50-year you know, shingles or 30-year shingles where they need a replacement so you know is the plumbing up to date is the electrical was it documented uh, you know all these things we don't know so that creates ambiguity and that's why the market rate is so important in housing and why things like pocket uh, uh, you know pocket offers where uh, some real estate companies offer it to their quote best customers and never publish The house they never put it on the market Uh, why is that so important and actually can actually hurt the that real estate company because they're not taking advantage of the marketplace unless they fail to disclose something so real estate you really can't know precise price for a practical realistic matter but showing precision, lots of digits in the price in real estate and any other large ticket item uh, generally will increase uh, the likelihood that that will close. And those are some of the considerations in pricing psychology, and there's a lot more. There are so many uh, pricing reports, uh, cognitive behavior reports on consumer behavior and business to business behavior on how a lot of these uh, pricing methods work. And this is a mere six or so that I'm giving you today, but let's let's run through them again. Uh, One thing is to say the price and think about how it sounds. Uh, Again, the research shows that we perceive prices in three different methods, uh, visually how they see how we see them the actual numbers of the price orally how we hear them so less syllables indicate smaller price more syllables indicate bigger price and finally uh, the uh, macro view of what we're looking at bigger things we generally think have higher value Uh, smaller things smaller value that's why we have you know this Packaging psychology and everything going on. Uh, Next, I talked about this concept of uh, the nines, right? So, uh, and it's that left number that has to change where cognitively we think of a magnitude change, even though it's not. Uh, Yeah, we talked about the, you know, 659 versus 660. That's not really a pricing decision difference but when we do that leftmost number 499 from 5 that's a big difference or 299 from 3 or what have you so it's that leftmost number 1999 versus 20 that really makes a big difference in our perception of quote lower price in this case in this case we're talking about lower price next we talked about disaggregation or as we call it the baguette slicing up An offering and then uh, having different line items for each one of those things that contribute to the working of the product this can be shipping and handling it can be maintenance fees on software uh, can be a host of other things the next point of disaggregation we try to to make things more palatable of course it's financing breaking up uh, a big payment to smaller ones making it more affordable and also breaking up uh, the um, kind of backing into it. What's the value of that per day? How little is this cost per day? Very typical pattern that is persuasive to get people to uh, make a purchase decision. We also talked about uh, overlapping prices, uh, overlapping, you know, kind of uh, price ranges. Uh, it's effective for people who do not prepare. In the marketplace to make purchase decisions uh, they're actually more persuadable if you do have a plan overlapping pricing probably is not going to work for you Uh, we also talked about you know back to the visual thing visual numbers commas and dollar signs uh, inflate the same number fifteen hundred dollars versus dollar sign one comma five zero zero would be perceived as a larger number than one five zero zero And then finally we talked about this concept of big ticket precision when we're trying to sell a big ticket item the more precise we can get the number in other words more numbers digits in each column it gives us the perception that there is some precision in pricing and generally those items sell faster than the big round numbers Uh, you know six hundred fifty thousand dollars may sell but $660,0. Sixty thousand dollars five hundred and eighty nine may sell sooner so that's some of the uh, this area of pricing psychology and some research and there are citations in the notes of some of the uh, research cited but at the end of the day uh, pricing theory is can be persuasive and how you price things both your goods and services determines whether or not you can close. A lot of this data now comes from e-commerce sites. A lot of research is done like on eBay, you know, auction prices, for example, this is a little riff, but auction prices generally, uh, disaggregated auction, auction prices do better than aggregated auction prices. If I include shipping and handling for a good, that won't sell as much as if I disaggregate the shipping and then I add it on later. So those are some things that Uh, Now we have data from Gumroad and all these other uh, e-commerce sites that help us uh, determine, well, what really happens. And that's what this body of research is coming uh, on about. And we have public listings of houses and we know uh, this data. And it is a good idea for you to use this data to your advantage, depending on uh, your status as a buyer or a seller. Thank you so much for subscribing. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, I encourage. We have a lot of good content. You can sign up to our newsletter in thepersuasionlab.com and check out that website as well lots of tools. It's a freemium account available for a limited time. And thank you for listening. This is Martin Medeiros in the Persuasion Lab. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't yet, please hit subscribe and leave a review and a rating so other folks can find the podcast. And, of course, the fully outfitted Digital Persuasion Lab is open and ready for all your negotiation experiments. If you head over to thepersuasionlab.com, you'll find tools like strategic plan assessments, deal point checklists operational considerations, scripts for specific types of negotiations, and access to exclusive personal consultations. The tools and databases are updated monthly, if not weekly, so there's always something new to learn and try. Remember, we communicate our needs to the world using persuasion, influence, and negotiation, and how effective we are at using those techniques, determines if, in fact, our needs are met. This is Martin Medeiros in the Persuasion Lab. Thank you for joining us.